1: Forty-one sixteen, Washington football team over the Dallas Cowboys. Todd, how you feeling?
2: I'm feeling great. That was, that was something that we just needed, Tate. It was something that we needed that we have earned just by being loyal supporters of this team. We, we needed that just for once. It's been a while, so I'm feeling good. It was, it was fun. It was actually fun watching this team play. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. How are you feeling?
1: Man, I'm I'm still rejoicing. Uh, (laughs) It's it's, it's really amazing what happened. Like, I don't think I've ever felt like that. Even the one in 2012 against Dallas. I mean, um, obviously the RG3 year. Right. I felt good, but, like, I feel even better. Because, like, back then you had, you know, just you had a star player in RG3. You had, you had Alfred Morris, but now it's like you have a receiver, you have a defense,
0: mm-hmm. you yep. have
1: Antonio Gibson. And it's like you have so much more. You got a head coach that's here for the long run. You yeah. know, and so it felt like it's, it felt so much better, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, good name.
2: Yeah, that's a good question is is which one. And it probably varies from person to person. I don't think there's a yeah. right or wrong answer. That was eight years ago, so this one's much more fresh. So Yeah, right. This this. I mean – yeah, I don't know. I this one just I felt was a little. I don't know. I don't know. They were both so great. They were both yeah. kind of unexpected. I mean, for me, they were unexpected. I didn't expect them to blow them out like that. I thought they would win, but I mean, man, they dominated them. Their only their only touchdown came on just a a bad play by Darby, or he was yeah. in good position and then just you know lost track of the ball. That was the only touchdown they scored. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they had. A, maybe one or two other opportunities to score. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they just, oh man, it was, it was fun. And then the moment that, well, okay. I'm gonna ask you the moment I knew that they won the game was after the fake punt. next play Gibson goes for, was it 23 (laughs) or 27 yards? And it becomes 27, 16. That was the moment that I knew, okay, this game is over. (laughs) It was, it was over at that point. Like it was obvious. Was there a moment for you or when was it?
1: I thought it was over when, I guess I'm not gonna. Lie. I thought it was over when they didn't score on that on that Jalen Smith pick six.
2: Oh, okay, and they, yeah. And they settled for a field goal. Mm, yeah. I yeah. said,
1: yeah, we. I said, yeah, that that that's huge. And then I no, thought, no, then it was a drop. But then two it confirmed on the last it. Play. Yep, yep. The drop okay. two.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's a good one too. Um, and so obviously that's the Terry McLaurin chase down that's gonna live in infamy in infamy oh infamy around here. So let's just – we have another – okay, well, first thing, let's say that this episode is brought to you, as will every episode, um, by Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. Check them out. Go to their website, hotchickenkitchen.com. That's C-H-I-K-N-K-I-T-C-H-N.com. Check them out. Order some food. Small local business, um, veteran-owned, minority-owned business that are making some fantastic food. I didn't tell you this, but we went back there Thursday. Mm. And my wife – not Thursday because Thursday was Thanksgiving. It was like Tuesday, I think. Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday because we were sitting around and I, we were hungry. And then we had the, the express lanes were open. We checked traffic. Mm. It was Wednesday. She's correcting me. So we had to go back out there and it was so good. <laughs> so oh, go to Hot Chicken Kitchen. So let's just do we've never really done this like this before, but I let's try it out. Let's do love hate and talk about, first of all, the things that we loved and see if there's any things we can find that we hated. Probably not barely anything, but for the mm-hmm. sake of the conversation, uh, let's just go back and forth like we do into the week. What's, what's one thing you loved?
1: The one thing I loved was the, I guess the Haskins, just seeing Haskins involved and, you know, cheering his teammates on that, that just made everything better. You know, you didn't see him pouting on the sideline. Side you saw him energetic. You saw him into the game. You saw him, you know, just doing little things that kind of like, all right, he, he's he's actually learning. I really think he's developing now. Now we're starting to give him a chance. I love the fact that he was just so into the game, and that it looks like he's going to have a chance to develop here.
2: Okay, um, I loved. I'm gonna just, I'll start off with the. I love Terry McLaurin chasing down Jalen Smith. People forget Jalen Smith ran a four four four. I'm pretty sure in the forty yard mm-hmm. dash. So he's not a slow guy, and it was not a long way that he had to go game just a game-changing play instead of it sure. being tied at 20 now you're up and at that point they, they never scored again right so I had just loved that play that was a phenomenal play by Terry McLaurin and I think if it's any of these other receivers there either they try and they're not fast enough or they don't try hard enough but Terry tried hard enough and was fast enough and made a, a four-point difference yes for sure. I think ultimately really was bigger
1: oh yeah I mean McKissick was right there and he didn't I mean yeah, I'm not gonna say he gave up, but uh, he didn't get him. <laughs> he didn't get him. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. His, <laughs> I don't know his motives, but from his right. actions, he didn't, he didn't. get him. But um, also, I love the fact that these linebackers they played pretty well. Con- all things considered, they did. Uh, Thomas did. Davis was out there. One of the week some, for some me. Tack- yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, getting some tackles. Right. Uh, Cole Holcomb seems like he does very well against Dallas.
2: Right, right. Um, he does.
1: Like he matches up well. I mean, he gave up some big plays. You see, Kevin Pierre Lewis He has some snaps taken away from him. And um, but I, I just I love the linebacker play. Although we're not necessarily good, I love how the coaches are kind of working them all in according to production. Right,
2: right. So, and they're I think they're trying to disguise it as much as they can by just having two out there. I mean, lots of teams sure. play nickel, so let's keep two out of out there. Holcomb and and Bostick or KPL, but. Um, I loved Scott Turner man Uh, I for one and I'm not this is I'm not knocking Alex Smith but there were opportunities downfield that he didn't take but guys were open all all game but then let's talk about the plays that did happen for one the the end around to Logan Thomas the pass to Terry McCorn obviously the uh, annexation of Puerto Rico or fumble ruski whatever you want to call it you have the read option by Logan Thomas and then those are all the trick plays but then I mean, the, the little plays here and there, uh, they lined up heavy, three tight ends, one receiver, one running back, and then motion with empty formation. First time, forced Dallas to call a timeout. The second time, uh, had Terry McLaurin matched up on Sean Lee, got him the ball, and just things like that. I mean, he's just, he's, he's kind of, he was in his bag on, on Thursday, but he is clearly getting comfortable and guys are getting familiar and it helps to have a quarterback who can execute what you're trying to do, right? Um, And also, I I think he did a decent job staying with the run early on. Obviously, at the end of the game, it was over. But early on, I thought that they did a solid job staying with the run, and it was working. So kudos to Scott Turner. I wonder if there's still people out there calling for him to be fired.
1: You know, I saw something today that said 2021 head coach candidates. I saw that too. And I'm like, come on, man. Don't, don't Don't put that in the air, please. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, it's way way too early. <laughs> I need him for at least four. I need him for uh I don't A couple want more years off, at least. At least, man. But he's gonna be a good one and i yep. hope, I hope he stays and eventually, you know, you never know. I think know he will
2: happen. I think that was there's no way he's getting head coaching looks to, like like serious ones next year. <laughs> there's no way. After next year, if they if they maybe. Uh right, go ahead.
1: Okay, Uh, I absolutely love the the safety play with Reeves and Curl, Uh, just tackling, man. Oh, my goodness. Very solid. Consistent. Oh, man. Consistent. Not not whiffing on tackles. And this team is very selfless, man. Right. uh, It's like they, they give up their tackle for the better of someone else making the sure tackle. And uh, you've seen Kendall Fuller do that a couple of times. You've seen Curl get in there. And Reeves made some big – even Atkey, man, made a big hit.
2: He did at the end and, of the game. Uh, good yeah, for the him. Game, you was, know? game was
1: over, but he, that's a huge hit, you know. Yeah. And it, it, it was, was fourth good. Maybe down, it's the confidence. Right? Yeah, maybe that's yeah. – yeah. Fourth down, turn over. Down. Maybe that's yeah. a confidence builder. Um, secondary, I loved. Loved.
2: Yeah. Um, I loved Ron Rivera. Just continue to be aggressive, going for it a couple fourth downs. I just, I love that. I, love, I love that. I've always wanted or would love to have a head coach who's not afraid to, to try those, to just go for it. And he did, and they got him, and they've been good all year on them. Yeah. So I love that Ron Rivera is just, just that he's consistent in that regard. Yeah. And um, I also love that he. I'd still love his his demeanor on the sidelines. <laughs> how it's just good or bad. He's unfazed. I know. I love he's that. unfazed. <laughs> but just so to, and it's not it's not a bad thing if coaches aren't like that. I'm just used to, you know, Jay Gruden. And, I mean, remember Jay Gruden never won challenges ever mm-hmm. and stuff or just anything bad happened. And Jay just kind of had that look like, what? what? Huh? What? Ron is just standing there with his arms crossed, just processing. So I love that. I, I love that uh, aggressiveness.
1: You get no emotion from him. Like, I mean – it's, it's just so cool. Like, yeah. Like, you see Mike McCarthy over there riding the refs the whole game. And then you just see Ron. I mean, Ron will get mad every once in a while. But yeah, I just, like you said, his demeanor is just all out of control. Okay. Yeah. Out of yeah. control. So, um, loved Logan Thomas. Uh, he, he just, yeah. uh, Ron mentioned him in the press conference the day after the game. And, um, he just continues to get better and better and better and better. And uh, is it a need next year? I mean, I don't know. I I still say yes, but (laughs) I think you can always get better. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah, I just loved his growth. I mean, I love how confident he seems. I love how, you know, when, when, when Gibson gets in the uh, end zone, how he's the first, it seems like he's the first one there every time celebrating with the guys. And yeah, uh, Logan Thomas, I I loved him this week and, um, he's he starting to grow on
2: me. He did a lot. He had a lot of responsibility. Um, and I know someone had tweeted out him his his stat line for the year and Austin Hooper's stat line for the year. And I think it's they're averaging the same. Logan Thomas had I think eight more catches, more yards, and then like three or four more touchdowns. And it was just like remember people were mad that that Ron didn't want to pay Austin Hooper. And mm. I was fine. I wanted Austin Hooper, but I was also like, if you don't want to pay more than you think he's worth, that's fine. And I think it was I if there's one thing we could say is that the free the free agent acquisitions they made in the offseason are pretty much all paying off. And that is something that Ron and Kyle Smith and and probably Jack and and Scott all deserve credit for and probably some other people too. I loved the offensive line play, which was another one of the week for me. They 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 blocked well running and passing. Clearly. I mean Gibson had two rushing touchdowns where the offensive line just opened these massive lanes for him to get through. And then offensively, I mean, not offensively, but on the, in, the, in the air, through the air passing game, they gave Alex Smith time, in most cases, mm-hmm. enough time. And so I was just impressed. You consider that Logan, uh, not Logan, Morgan Moses playing left tackle. Uh, David Sharp is playing right tackle. Demarcus Lawrence is across from David Sharp, and they helped him some, which was good. The Dallas, one weakness they shouldn't have is their defensive line. Mm-hmm. But it was not a huge factor in the game. And so, kudos to the offensive line. I love the way they played.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, man. Moses at the left tackle. I think that just boosted it. Like, oh my goodness, that dude is a beast. He, he came, <laughs> he came ready to play this year, and and I and I, I kind of knocked him in the beginning of the year, but right. I think the demand of the coaching. I love the coaching. Uh, oh yeah, Bill, Jack um the offensive line coaches it just seems like they're very attention to detail and they're all special teams coach um they're I, this team just never ceases to amaze me man and you can just tell that they're growing but i believe it's all it comes down to coaching comes down to what they're teaching yeah. it's come down to practice what they're preaching and they're able to follow those men because you know they're not being hypocrites i assume and ron is a man of integrity from what i see and i just I love the coaching from from offensive uh, coordinator to defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator to the secondary coaches. I I just love the coaching. Well, around you can just see that they're teaching fundamentals and you get the fundamentals down and they're ready to roll. Love the coaching.
2: I that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, I think I had. Oh, I loved (laughs) I love the two times the Cowboys went for it. The first time made sense for me to go for it. (laughs) the play call didn't make sense. The second time did not make sense to go for it uh, on the fake punt. And I loved both of those decisions. And I loved the way that this team on defense and, and special teams just shut it down. I did not think it was pass interference on Ronald Darby on the first one. I thought it was a good play. And I thought they should have gone to Cooper on the other side who did get himself open as opposed to lamb who did not get himself open. And then on the fake punt, Look, Tay, I think it was supposed to be a throw. I've looked at it. I'm pretty sure the ball was supposed to go to the gunner or the punter. The punter wasn't open. The gunner was about 25 yards down the field. I don't know if whoever had the ball. I don't know if he can make that throw. But <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I love the way Kalik Hudson stayed home. And uh, I don't know who was out there defending the gunner, but he stayed Luke. home as well.
1: Hmm? It was Luke. Luke, made a, Luke made a play on that. Something uh, Luke.
2: Well, I got to look at the roster then. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, 46, I think it was. Or
2: yeah, yeah. Is it linebacker? Yeah, linebacker. I think so. Okay, yeah. But I just I love the way that they stayed home and they got their eyes on it. And I love that the Cowboys player, if he was supposed to throw the ball, instead of just trying to heave it up, decided he was going to just run straight into a crowd of people and get tackled <laughs> at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> it was just fantastic. I loved that. And we've like, we've been on the receiving end of plays like that going the other way and they get 50 yards and it's a huge mm-hmm. momentum swing. No, they shut that down. They
1: shut it down Shut it
2: down. Those were two big plays in the game tape for real too. Cause you know, they scored off of both of those because both of them were in Dallas territory. So I loved mm-hmm. both of those stops.
1: Yeah. I, I love that. That was, I came back, I was cooking and then I came back and I said, what happened? Um <laughs> They just – I don't know why they went – that was just so weird. Especially fourth and 11. You can see, like, fourth and six or, you know. Yeah,
2: right, right. Fourth and – from the 24, it, 25?
1: Yeah. And
2: they're only down four. Yeah. The game is not close to over. And they've nope. been stopping Washington's offense in the second half.
1: Yep. Yep. That was
2: crazy.
1: I guess they figured that they could hold us to three there. And it's like, like If not? they don't but, get it right. Yeah. But they, but,
2: they, they most certainly did not. Uh yeah. anything else that you loved?
1: I just loved athleticism. I love the play by sweat. Oh yeah. I mean, go, go, go. Yes. Oh, literally man. waiting to see that. I went to the bathroom, came back, <laughs> and it's it says Dallas scored, but I see sweat and the rest of the and the rest of the Celebrate, Boston team yeah. <laughs> yeah. celebrating. I'm like, what's going on? What happened? Yeah. What happened? And it was a pick six. I'm like, (laughs) like, that was like the icing on the cake. Yeah. Cherry on top. And that's how those
2: games go too. and we've seen it with Washington where you're down and then all of a sudden some crazy defensive play, they take it back. And now it's just a, it's as if you weren't deflated enough. Now you're extremely deflated. It usually happens to Washington. It's usually us. We're not usually the ones doing (laughs) that. That was fun. That was so much fun. Um. Okay, so let's do some things that we hated. And if I'm being honest, Mm. most of them won't have to do with Washington. Uh, Mm. I'll say that I hated the touchdown to Amari Cooper because it was another 50-yard play that they gave up. Mm. Darby was there, and then he lost the ball, and he stopped. Uh, Apke was back playing single high, and so, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. It seems like, I mean, I don't know. He would have had to commit one way or the other. So I don't don't know how much of that's on Apke so much as really just, I would say, 90% Darby. So I just, I hated that. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for. I could name one or two other things, but do you have anything you hated? I just hated the game at the end, that's <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I did. <hated. laughs> okay, uh, only the only other two things I would say on defense I hated the runs they gave up to Dalton, or really the first oh, run, yeah. the 11 yards or, or longer, whatever, whatever, obviously didn't matter. Um, I hated that the, the referees were spotting the ball terribly for Washington all game. I hated that, like Dontrell Inman absolutely was right over where that yellow line. Yeah. Now, I know the yellow line is not official. The problem is not that they didn't give the first down so much as the ball that they, where they spotted it was nowhere near where the yellow line was. <laughs> so I, I don't even care about first downs. The ball was not near where the yellow line yeah. was, which is where Inman was. And then Gallup, they gave him the first down when he was at the stick. He caught it right in front of the sticks. His body wasn't there. And he caught the ball behind his body. And they said first down. Just crazy. Shouldn't have to use a... Uh, a challenge there, the same on the Ezekiel Elliott fumble. They didn't rule it a fumble. Had to challenge that. That was just it was weird. And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I actually think Jerry Jones paid refs off. Although I do wonder if that sort of thing happens. Yeah. But it was weird. It, and it happened other times too. That was not the only. Those weren't the only instances. It was that was weird, and I I hated that. Anything,
1: yeah, uh, anything it, like that. Uh, I would say. Man, I really this game. Uh, man, I can't really think of any much. I, I mean, I, I mean, hate. There's, I definitely there's hated, not much to hate. I definitely, I definitely hated the Dalton runs because he. I just can't stand him. Right, right. And right. he's just like running and getting loose. Something. Like, Bostic,
2: Bostic pulled up this time. Yeah, but, he said, "I'm not hitting him this time. I don't care where. I don't care anything. I'm not hitting him."
1: Yeah. And he probably uh, honestly.
2: I think if you would have tried to hit it, if you would have hit him there, I bet I could have seen a flag being thrown, and it wouldn't yeah. have been the same circumstances at all. But I could have seen a flag being thrown.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I don't have any. I don't have any hates really. You, probably, you, you, hit, you hit the one.
2: Yeah, and and one. it was only two that were actually on the team. Um, quick question: Washington allowed seven plays of fifty-plus yards now this season, tied for the league lead. However, they are still. Highly like they're still number one, and after everyone else plays, they're still likely to have the number one ranked passing defense. Does the fact that they've given up the most plays of 50 plus yards, probably the most plays of 40 plus yards, too, most of which have been through the air, and they're still number one ranked in pass defense almost make the fact that they're number one ranked in pass defense more impressive? Yeah, you get, you get what I'm saying? Say, yeah, yeah, because it's like you've given up all these chunk plays and yet you're still ranked first? Yeah. I don't know, it's it's it, I just thought that was interesting. Um okay, so that was just a fun game. Tell me which play you would probably you're what? 27 you're 27, 28. 28. 28. So <laughs> let's say 35 years from now. No, <laughs> which play from the game are you telling your kids about? Like which one is the one that that sticks out the most? Cause, cause it's definitely one of those games where you'll be, I remember when they crushed Dallas in yeah. 2020 on Thanksgiving, which play is probably the one you think stick out the most.
1: I'm going to say Terry chase down.
2: I figured, I figured. Because
1: yeah. like that, that changed the whole season right there. Like, it, like yeah. they go up It's 20, tied up 20 momentum. We, we haven't been able to move the offense really. We're in trouble. Right. And And that play. And then the stop right there that goes into God, man <laughs> yeah that, it, was, that, it was it
2: that, was a big big play man that,
1: that, i think that changed the the direction of the season not only the game i think we'll look back at that play as like wow that's when that's when it, that's when it all started
2: you know okay since you said that i'm trying to think i'm going to just say the same play because like all the other plays were were great and and fantastic and fun but that's definitely the one that sticks out the most which is you know interesting because it happened during a negative play but mm-hmm. it it was it spoke to something larger you know yeah. it spoke yeah. to Terry McLaurin and I mean the amount of respect that he gets it was great for him to not only have the game that he had but for that play to happen on a nationally televised game where people know him or have heard of him but then to see him in action thought that was great. Also, I didn't think for the love. I don't think we said Antonio Gibson. That's crazy. No, we didn't. Okay, well, absolutely loved Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and claim my win of the week because his two long runs combined for over fifty yards. Yeah. So I'll, just, I'll claim that. But man, he's getting better, and he's a cowboy killer. Clearly, Cow- cowboy killer. I let me see. He's he has one twenty eight plus one fifteen. What's the math on that? One twenty eight. Oh wow, you're good at that. Um. So, 153. 43. One, 43. Okay. 243. Sorry. Yeah, 243 and what, four touchdowns?
1: Did he have one or did he have two that first game?
2: That first game, did he have two? Uh, well, let's find out. Let's just say four to five <laughs> touchdowns, 243 mm-hmm. yards. So, he's averaging – I don't know. I, I, I'm i not going to look at all the carries and stuff, but basically he's killing the he's killing the Cowboys. And there's kill no him. better team for him to kill. kill so, him. Fantastic, and, and 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 again, he was another one that we wanted to we. You said Terry McLaurin, I said Antonio Gibson to show up big because they deserve a spotlight, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And Montez yeah. Sweat showed up. Chase Young had a dominant game. Got a yeah. sack. Got back out there. You got your Tim Settle penguin dance.
1: Yeah, I got, you got
2: it. <laughs> you got that, man. It was fun. Cam Curl played a great game. Brian Baldinger's gushing over. Cameron Curl saying that Washington's found a strong safety. It's fun and it's exciting. And it's also nice that you have a long week to kind of uh, enjoy it. Now, the interesting thing is, are they going to play the Steelers next Sunday? Because there's a lot going on right now. The Ravens and the Steelers (laughs) were supposed to play with the Steelers themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. There's been talk of moving that game up to Thursday. I feel like that's not gonna happen. No. There's been talk about doing that. So I've heard a Monday.
1: I've heard something, some might say Monday, five o'clock game.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. See, that would be cool, but then also look, well, we'll talk about the Steelers game, I guess, when it happens, but we'll we'll just have to see. Because like we said, it was it was a fantastic, awesome, phenomenal game that that we all loved and enjoyed. We just always try to I know I always try to not get uh, not not in terms of excitement level, but just in terms of looking at the future, mm-hmm. not let wins or losses one way or another swing how strongly I feel or how I feel about the team going forward. And so like odds are they're not going to be the Steelers 41 to 16. We want to see how they'll compete against them. I'm not sure if I want that game nationally televised, though, because the Steelers <laughs> are still a very good team.
1: Yeah, my thing is, why not? You're catching them at a great time, possibly where they may be. Top, you know, it's just like they're ten and zero. It's like they're. It's like
2: could be a trap game.
1: Could be a trap game. Their focus could be gone <laughs> yep. because you know their focus could be gone. Right. Or, and I know Ron's gonna have these guys ready to play. They're coming off a win. They got the division. Yeah. Uh, you know, under under they 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 want to win the they want to win the division. So. Um, I don't have them beating them, obviously, right now. But I'm saying don't sleep on this team because I think we just put the league on notice
2: it was, how it we was, just dominated. It was great the that, that they not only dominated the Cowboys, but that they did it on national TV on Thanksgiving, you know, for yeah. everyone to see. Yeah. And that was, you know, we haven't... That's the thing. We've seen this team, even when they're bad, kind of crush some teams. But the amount of... Uh, Nationally televised, like beatdowns that they've delivered in the last 20 years is not high. Mm-hmm. You've got the Thanksgiving one back in 2012 against the Cowboys, um, you've got the Packers in 2015, right? Kirk Cousins, yeah. Mm, nationally televised, those are the only two I can
1: remember. The Raiders,
2: yes, they did beat the Raiders, they, uh, they did spank the, yep, the Raiders. That was that Monday night or. Sunday night, it was, okay, It Sunday was, night. but it was nationally televised. Was Sunday night, okay. Yeah. So we we got three and eight years that we can think of, and off the top of our head? Yeah. In 2013, I feel like they didn't have any. 2014, they were bad. 15 was that one, 16, 17, 18, and then obviously they didn't have any last year. So they've been on the receiving end of a lot more than the giving end. So that's just, it was awesome, man. It was a great week, and I think that more than look into the future and, and, and when I want to the future. I mean this, this season and, and, and what all it can mean and, and all that. I think number one, we should just enjoy it for what it was. Because yeah, sure. one thing we wanted was to see, we didn't, we're not going to see any Ron Rivera primetime games. And we wanted to see that because we know how this team could come out flat. So this was the closest thing we got. Is he going to have them ready? Are they going to have these guys prepared to play and they did, <laughs> so yeah, that was a yeah. very encouraging sign. Now, and imagine if if the, the script was flipped and they lost the way that the Cowboys lost, and and just mm-hmm. how hor- so. I think that was important for Ron Rivera with this fan base to do that against that team on that game on that day. You know, especially after some of the things they've been through this season. So I think it was huge, just across the board. It was exciting. It was it was so much fun. Um, so they've got five games left, Tay. And realistically, they need to win probably two. I would say two to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
2: And there's a we'll scenario also, where they only need to win one. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, also, you know, I know we're worried about that that uh, Steelers game, but we also need to be worried about the 49ers game too. Because
2: because they're not allowed to play.
1: Uh, and
2: Yeah, someone, someone said that they think it'll be – I saw someone on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but I think not a random person said Vegas. Oh, okay which is interesting. I wonder, um, I wonder, I'm sure that big, I'm sure the Raiders would love that. But that's, that's interesting too. I mean, there's a lot going on in the COVID world, but yeah, that 49ers game, they can't play in, in in San Francisco. And I don't know how much that affects the 49ers or anything, but who are already a banged up team.
1: And
2: then Seahawks, Panthers, Eagles, Eagles. I think we've all been waiting for them to, as the team with the healthy franchise quarterback and the team that's won the Super Bowl. We've been waiting for them to just Mm -hmm. take it and run away with it, but they missed their window, and now they're at the toughest part of their schedule where they could easily lose five straight.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to count them out until Monday night. I need Seattle to to – if Seattle punishes them, I think they're done.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because, I I mean, after the Seahawks, they play – I don't know the order, but they play the – Packers, Saints, Cardinals, Browns—I believe. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: Whew, that's that's a, that's some stretch they've got there. Giants coming out against the Bengals, yeah. and so Washington is in first place, barring the Eagles or the Giants winning. Probably the Eagles lose. Giants—I'd probably say they're going to win. Giants probably yeah. take over first place because of the tiebreakers. It's also interesting though. You look back at this team, Tay, and they are four and seven, and how close they are to being what, seven and four
1: mm-hmm.
2: in their last, what, three games, four games, yep. Yep. Those Yeah. two games against the Giants, that game against the Lions. They are very close to being seven and four. And that's not nothing.
1: No.
2: Uh, but I think one thing, though, we, we still need to see is because they had that stretch where they came out and they had to play the Cardinals and they had to play the Browns and then they had to play the Ravens and then the Rams. And those are four teams that all have, I want to say, at least seven wins. Right Or maybe the Ravens are at six, but those were the four teams that that they got beat goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then they've had this stretch of, of lesser teams. Now they go back and they play some better teams. So now I want to see this team play the Steelers, play the 49ers, play the Seahawks, right? Because right? that's mm-hmm. going to be telling because as much as their win against the Cow- against their their wins against the Cowboys, which have been, I mean very, very convincing, they scored what 41 plus 25 66 points to to 19 points
1: 19
2: yeah so they outscored them by 47 that's 47. awesome beat the Bengals. but it, we know they they're beating teams that they should be able to beat but now let's see if they can beat teams that are are clearly better on paper right so mm-hmm. that's that's something we need to see because the last 5 games well Four of their last five, let's take out the Eagles game, but their last four games, the Steelers, 49ers, Seahawks, and Panthers are not the Giants, Cowboys, Lions, Bengals, mm-hmm. right? So, so we definitely need to see more from the team, but, but it was, it was encouraging. But they're, they're very much alive in this playoff, in this insane playoff race.
1: Yeah. And I was talking to someone the other day and they were just saying that, um, they were saying that the, whoever is the second seed, should they just lose so that they can play the NFC East winner on the road instead, as opposed to playing someone who may be better at home? And I said, all right. I said, go ahead. I said, you you mess around with, if if we somehow get it, I said, we don't got nothing to lose. So you, you come on to D.C.? Right, come on, DT. If you want to, I want the Cardinals, I want the Rams. I don't care, Cardinals, who we Rams, at this point, we, Bucks. At this point, we don't got we don't nothing to lose, right? I mean, we, we exceeded expectations, you know, if, if we did make is it true. to true That is so. true. And
2: sometimes in those situations, Washington, there's not, like you said, nothing to lose. The pressure is not on Washington, the exactly. pressure is on the Cardinals or the Saints or the Bucks or the Rams. Yeah. Who, okay, well, first of all, why are we playing an away game when <laughs> y'all are six and ten and we're 11 right. and five, right? First of all, and then we can't lose this game because if we lose to y'all, right? <laughs> so, and then the times that, that the 7-8-1 and one, and the 7-9 and nine, Panthers and Seahawks made it, they did win a game.
1: They did. So. Um,
2: yeah, no, you're right, definitely. Um, the Giants finish off, they play the Bengals, but then after that, their stretch kind of, they have a four-game stretch kind of similar to the Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens. I don't think the, the Giants are any pushovers, but I don't know if I see a win in those four. And if I'm being completely honest, I really don't know. I've tried to rack my brain and figure out what I think will happen for Washington. And I can't figure it out because I just don't know because the wins are so high. The losses are low. I mean, look at their wins. They won by 10 against the Eagles. They won by 11 against the Bengals. They won by 22 against the Cowboys. They won by 41 minus 16, 25 against the Cowboys. So their four wins are by two scores. And then lots of their losses are by two scores. So it's like, who is this team we do right but there is a scenario that is not insane where going into week 17 the 4 and 11 Cowboys and Giants are playing and if the Cowboys win they're 5 and 11 and that the 4 and 11 and the 4 I think 10 and 1 or 11 and 1 uh Eagles are playing and if Washington wins they're 5 and 11 and they've won the division at 5 and 11 oh my goodness (laughs) It's actually possible for, for the, yeah, for them, for honestly, I think either the giants, the Cowboys or Washington to win the division at five and 11. Wow. wow. And when you, when you look at the giants and the Eagle schedule more so it, it looks very possible that they would get to that point going into week 17. So it's crazy, but who knows what'll happen. I, I think it's just fun that we can even talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And I know especially both of this us, late in the season. exactly. Especially this late in the season, um, because ultimately if they make the playoffs, I'm going to be excited. If they finish in position to be able to draft a top three quarterback, I'm going to be excited, but I'd rather be able to talk about both than, than just the quarterback or the high yeah. draft pick. I'd rather say, okay, well, you know, if they win this game, we're talking playoffs. If they lose this game, we're talking quarterback, you know, or top right. five. Right. It's right. almost right. like a position we'll probably never be in ever again. Exactly. And it's an added level of intrigue. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's 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 fun. I'm having fun with it. It's crazy. I agree.
1: I but agree. But having, having fun with it. I love saying, hey, if we win next week, we're in first place. If we lose, <laughs> we're in top five. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I
2: think that they are 19th now, but if the Giants win, then they go back down probably to fifth or something pick or something. You know, I don't know. It's 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 insane.
1: Wow. But it's definitely yeah, uh fun. Houston Houston winning helped us.
2: Yeah, right. Houston winning helped and 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 then I don't know, man. It's 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 fun. That's what I'll say. It's fun. And I really think regardless of they could go 0 3 their next three games and be what four and ten. Mm-hmm. And and there's it's still coming down to the wire. Like they're not gonna be out of it until at least week 16 if they lose. They wow. could lose week 16 and maybe still be in it. But I think it's I think it's very, very likely going into week 16, even if they've lost these next three, that they are very much still alive for the playoffs.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: It's just crazy, <laughs> man. It, it, is, it is. Whatever. I'll take it. 2020 has been a backwards <laughs> year anyway. Um, did you see that the Broncos will not be able to play a quarterback tomorrow?
1: I see that. So what's going to happen?
2: That's I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea, but I know I gotta watch that game. <laughs> I've got to see what they're gonna do. I know um uh who is the receiver they just drafted Judy. from Alabama? Judy said I he, it's time he gotta he gotta start playing. Or he's what did he say? He said something about he gotta start playing but playing like Lamar Jackson, something like that. Um and Von Miller joked that his ankle is not a problem for him to play quarterback. <laughs> Find that fast. He said, Guess I'm gonna have to get my Lamar Jackson on. That's what Judy said. Oh um Okay, well, we'll hold off any draft conversation for until the future for the sake of, you know, the fact that this team is competing for the playoffs. So then that's the, this is the last thing I want to ask you, if you have time. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because we know what, what losing, you know, would... We know ultimately what this season, particularly, what losing would be, what the benefit of that would be if they worst-case scenario lost their last five, finished 4-12, and 12, likely have the third or fourth pick. What the benefit is there where you're positioned to... Probably draft the top quarterback or just the top player. That's that's the benefit of that. That's the pro, despite the cons of losing. If they win and go to the playoffs, obviously. But but that's a long term benefit, right? Drafting mm-hmm. a quarterback. That's the whole thing is the long term benefit. If they win and they six and ten whatever and they go to the playoffs, what are the what are the tell me what the obvious long term benefits are of that? And I'm not asking it uh, like satir- what in jest or or jokingly or sarcastically. I mean, like seriously. Tell me what they are on the other end of making the playoffs in six and ten, first year for Ron Rivera.
1: I think it's culture. I think they're getting that winning, even though it's six and 10, they won the division. I think they're getting that, that, that appetite for winning. And you got young guys who made it to the playoffs. So now they, now they got that hunger for playoffs, even though it's six and 10 record. And I think that's what you're teaching. Let's win. Let's win. Even when we're right. not as talented, let's win, let's win, let's win. Let's see what we can do. Let's win. And I think that's the long-term benefit of it is that all they're going to know, especially those rookies, all they're going to know is winners of the NFC East.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. And I think that helps with mentality going forward. Hey, we're the NFC champs, you know, we we, we won, you know, and and I think that helps big time.
2: Okay. And that's, I, I mean, I agree. I think that's what it is is ultimately that, like you said, the players won't, I don't think be as focused on the record. They're going to be like, hey, we're the NFC champions, whatever, whatever the record is, we're the champions, we're in the playoffs. And also, I mean, there's you can't you can't always judge a team just based on the entire season because the season ebbs and flows and changes so much. I mean, they were the worst team, third down percentage. Now they're the best, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. They were they were they've been they were terrible offensively in terms of efficiency. Now they're much, much better. And so there's two halves to every season. They started off what one in five. Two and five, and then two and six, through mm-hmm. the first eight games. Right, mm-hmm. they've got five games left, and and they could finish what four and four, right? And yeah. I mean that's that's I don't know that's that's it's just there definitely are uh, long term benefits in the culture and 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 just winning and and never being out of it and continuing to fight, all those things which are very important. So. We'll just have to see what happens. Hopefully this uh, the Steelers game doesn't get, you know, hopefully there are no further issues with the Steelers game. You know, yeah. if it gets pushed back to Monday or even Tuesday, okay. I mean, even if it got pushed up to Thursday, still okay. But hopefully the Steelers don't have an outbreak that can't be handled and then they yeah. keep to figure out what to do. Hopefully they can just play. Right. We'll go from there.
1: We'll go from there, man.
2: But, yeah. so but But this was a fun week to be a fan of the Washington football oh, yeah. team the fact not just that not the not just that they want a game like that but that they beat the Dallas Cowboys like that yeah everybody loves I mean not even just us everybody loves to see the Cowboys lose like that everybody (laughs) so yeah that was fun so we'll be back I guess sometime next week hopefully the game will be on track to be played on schedule and and that'll be it and hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving as well
1: I know I did yeah, made the food even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah made the food even better man let's, let's go ahead and win this division I said it last week let's win this division man Pittsburgh you up next
2: yeah alright we'll see what happens we'll do our, our preview Pittsburgh episode here sometime next week this is Todd and this is Tay thank you for listening